Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cuber Curlist. See, that's why I changed the name of the podcast. This used to be called the lackadaisical Libro Cuber Curlist, which is hard to say or spell or find on the internets. So I changed the name to the Libro Cube. What episode was that? 400? 300? 350? I don't remember. Uh, to be honest with you, or to be Amish with you, as I used to say in early episodes, ooh, look at that memory, um, uh, this is true, uh, something you hear podcasters say, which I suppose technically I am one, 555 plus episodes in, that uh, uh, you will say things on a podcast and a day later you will have no idea what you said. Uh, people will come up to you, <laughs> this obviously has not happened to me, but you know, your 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 Mark Marins, your Paul F. Tompkinses, <laughs> uh, people will come up to them and sort of quote something they said on a podcast, and the stare the person will receive in return is one of confusion because uh, the podcaster will uh, have no memory of having said what is being repeated to them because, and I can verify this anecdotally at least. Uh, as soon as I say what I say on this, I, I have no idea what I said. It's, it's gone. It's in the ether, which is the whole point. Ah, bringing it back around. Yes, the point of this is because I am working under the theory that if I don't uh, pour forth all the media I have consumed in some fashion, what's it going to do? Just sit up in my brain? I don't need it up there. There's not a lot of space, to be honest. <laughs> I'm dumb. Uh, so I think, uh, that's basically what's going to happen. I don't think I actually do know. I don't know. I said, I think because I don't clearly, I'm going to push some buttons that will, uh, play some sounds that will denote different segments like this. monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is log it's big it's heavy it's wood thank you for that sponsorship let's see movie the first oh yeah centigrade from 2020 if you're unfamiliar with centigrade it is a unit of measure for temperature that we here in Canada use, and most of the world uses, to be uh, Amish with you. Huh? See, there it is again. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, it's cold <laughs> in this. I, I suppose if you're going to name a movie Centigrade, it's either going to be one where something really hot happens or something really cold happens, right? The, the, there's a sort of logic there. In, in this case, 
It's very, very cold. Based on a true story, apparently. And that's fucked up after you watch that. Movies based on true stories. Quite often, you'll get to the end and be like, seriously, that happened? <laughs> and this definitely fall, excuse me, falls into that category. A married couple find themselves trapped in their frozen vehicle after a blizzard and a struggle to survive amid plunging temperatures and unforeseen obstacles. And let me just throw one of those obstacles in that obviously comes into play. Uh, 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 the, the, the wife of the married couple is pregnant. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, there are places within Canada where this could potentially happen. I would have to drive a fair amount north or to the middle of nowhere somewhere for this to happen. Um, we don't, th this took place in, oh, was it Finland, Sweden, Switzerland? It was, uh, somewhere like that, <laughs> if, if I could say that. Some, some, uh, a Scandinavian type place where they were traveling from, uh, you know, one place to like a book signing. I think it was, it was something like that. Irrelevant why they were traveling, really. It never really comes into play. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it reminded me a bit of the movie Alive, obviously, that's, that, there's a sort of logic to that, which if you haven't seen, I recommend, that was the, uh, the plane crash in Chile, I want to say, <laughs> and it was very chilly. <laughs> uh, uh, of like the, it was a soccer team, I think, also based on a true story, which is interesting, so apparently what we're learning from centigrade and alive, uh, uh, harsh, cold, uh, survival stories make a good movies. Uh, and, and this is a good one rating wise. Jeez. Do I go five out of five? Yeah, I, I think I might like, uh, five out of five with the proviso that you have to like movies like this. <laughs> if, if that makes any sense at all, I don't know. Moving on to Manborg uh, from 2011. Yeah. A soldier brought back to life as a cyborg fights alongside a band of adventurers against demon hordes in a dystopian future. That sounds interesting. Uh, and where did I hear about this? Or did I just like see it and thought, oh, okay, that looks interesting. It's an hour long, which maybe should have been telling. <laughs> an hour-long movie is not something that traditionally happens. Now, let me just say one thing. It does appear to be a homemade movie, which, when you take that into consideration, uh, if it is, in fact, a homemade movie, it's pretty impressive that, you know, a couple of people got together and made this thing. However, if it is not a homemade movie, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a good one. <laughs> Uh, and, and the problem for the most part is it to me anyways, it never really fell too far into that. So bad. It's good. It, it just sort of like so bad <laughs> end of sentence, uh, rating wise, geez, dog. Oh, one. Yeah. Like I, I, I really, wow. I, I don't think I've ever 555 episodes in, I don't think I've ever had a five movie, transition into a one movie because I've had so very few one movies like probably I don't I don't I might even be in the sing, single digits of one movies on this podcast like it's very very rare it's just this really did not do it for me um 
yeah, the acting's bad, if you can call it acting, which is, you know, that's to me, that's not a deal breaker in a bad movie. It, it's like 100% green screen, almost, it felt like. I, I think it might have been like 100% green screen. Maybe that took it out. Uh, tries to be funny. Uh, it takes itself seriously, it almost felt like. Which, how, why? How would you do that? Why would you take yourself seriously? You're, the name of your movie is Manborg. Uh, I, I wish they had uh, leaned into it a little bit more. Uh, uh, just the absurdity of what happens in this. and uh, Manborg. I'm sorry. Uh, moving on to Happy Happy Joy Joy, colon, the Ren and Stimpy story. Ah. Uh, a documentary that explores the rise and fall of the Ren and Stimpy show from uh, in a contra- and its controversial apparently a word I have difficulty with, controversial, creator John Crickfalusi. Because that's a name. Uh, Okay, so uh, I was not aware of the controversy of John uh, Crickfalusi. So I went into this movie blind of that fact, uh, his controversy. And I don't think it's very controversial that he's a bit of a creep uh, and seemingly an asshole as well. Uh, Which asshole, you know, there couldn't be some forgiveness for creative types to be dicks. Uh, the, The thing about that, though, which I always like, not every creative person is a dick, meaning... If you are going to be a creative person and put, you know, cool things out into the world, you don't have to be a dick. People do it without being a dick. So, uh, although sometimes it goes hand in hand, it clearly does not have to. So, you know, don't be a dick is basically always a good takeaway in my books. Uh, But his controversy also involved uh, underage girls and his sort of definite feeling of grooming would probably be, be the word. So... I turned this thing on and I'm thinking, <laughs> Jesus, it took a fucking left turn. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I put this thing on thinking, you know, I'm just going to get a documentary about uh, Ren and Stimpy, a show that uh, I did watch back in the day. One thing I remember of it was like seeing episodes thinking, what the fuck is this thing? And then like never being able to find them. Like this was before, you know, streaming, obviously. So like you would catch one episode and then, you know, maybe come back a week later to same time, same channel, and it wouldn't be there, and you would never find it again. So I don't know if I've ever seen every single episode, because I always felt like it was, like, really, really hard to find. Um, so I, I, I will say, for someone searching for uh, an interesting documentary about Ren and Stimpy, this does have all of that. And then also just suddenly takes this weird turn where, what? What's going on? <laughs> what did this guy do? Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, a, a real creep asshole uh, uh, and, and just not a nice person, apparently. So uh, the documentary, though, does a, does a great job. I think I'd go four point you know nine even like it was it was really really well done and you're gonna get a lot of uh a cool tidbits and sort of a it's got that nostalgia factor for me which is maybe bringing up my rating and then i often say that i like movies where i don't know where where it's going here <laughs> obviously that happened just for the reason that i, I didn't know anything about this dude <sighs> so you know explaining my rating is what i've done Moving on to the social dilemma. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
<sighs> so what movies do centigrade manborg yeah none of these are like really feel good things <laughs> like manborg could have been and ren and stimpy if it didn't have that turn could have been centigrade you're always in for a bad time with that one uh and the social dilemma of all of these probably the the the, the most disturbing of all but wow <laughs> Uh, if we're rating disturbingness, the fact that uh, uh, social media probably going to be one of the contributing factors of the downfall of uh, humankind and society as a whole. Yeah, that's not great. It's not great. Uh, uh, explores the dangerous human impact of social networking with tech experts sounding the alarm on their own creations, which that's telling right there. Uh, too bad it's... I think walked away with from this, uh, both the missus and I, uh, one of our takeaways was thank God we don't have kids. <laughs> thank God we made the conscious decision not to have kids because, uh, that's where I think we're going to see the greatest impact of social media on the future. Because as they say, those children are the future and the children are going to be fucked because of what's happening with social uh, media and such. So that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, this movie did not make me feel good. Um, I, I suppose that's not what it's designed to do. It's designed to uh, hopefully spark change. Change that I highly doubt is going to happen. Just like change in... Uh, uh, towards uh, uh, global warming and uh, uh, the environment and stuff like that. It's not going to happen. We're doomed. We're fucked as a species. Yep. Way to bring it down. Let's uh, maybe <laughs> move on to... Ooh, yeah, here. You know what? A segue into something that's real fun and happy and makes me feel good. Ooh, apt. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Holodeck Lysol Wipes. Yes, I said the uh, uh, segue music there was apt because it started off with Star Trek sounds. And uh, we're here talking Star Trek Lower Decks. Yes, uh, season number one. Oh shit, I forgot to put the one there. Uh, episodes five to ten, because we talked about already episodes one to four. So let's do five to ten, because that sort of makes sense, I guess. Break it into two parts. Why not? That's what I've done. So it has to make sense. Uh, loving the show. Uh, uh, really, uh, the, even talked the missus into watching one, and she didn't hate it. She, uh, not a fan of uh, animation per se, although she does like, uh, the hell's a King of the Hill. So, you know, and has watched uh, uh, American Dad <laughs> uh, quite a bit. She likes the alien guy, Roger, right? Tank Array. That's, that's one of her favorite uh, episodes. So, you know. Uh, it took a, a slight amount of talking in uh, to have her watch one episode that she didn't hate. A ringing endorsement. So, uh, f if you're unfamiliar with her sort of rating uh, scale, let's call it, not hating is actually very, very high. So, uh, me, easy, easy to just give, uh, I'll do the season as a whole, easy five out of five. No questions, no ifs, no ands, no buts. The What they do well 
uh, it's just like a funny, you know, television show, period, full stop. But uh, what I think makes it a five out of five is the fact that the writers clearly are fans of Star Trek as a sort of whole and the amount of uh, nods and sort of in jokes and, and little things like that, that they have for people who know Star Trek is, is very, very high. It, it, it's not high enough. I don't think that if you didn't know Star Trek and were to sit down and watch an episode, you would still have fun. Uh, so they tread a nice line there. Uh, personally, because I Star Trek, as I've said before, probably my, uh, biggest and most influential fandom, let's call it. Uh, uh, like, I would be fine if they did it, <laughs> if they did it even more. But uh, I understand you got to uh, appeal a little bit to the masses, let's say. Uh, okay, so let's look at some of these episodes. Cupid's Errant Arrow. So, uh, because I am bad at names, and that includes names of episodes of television, uh, let me just skim through. Boimler welcomes his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Vancouver, state-of-the-art technology. Moon upon the... Yeah, okay. Terminal... I don't really know what I'm doing here. The Cerritos find itself in a standoff with the Drukamake salvage of an old Starfleet ship. Yeah, that one was good. Much to do, but... Tess Roller's new tramp, transporter. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, so uh, a, a guy uh, kind of gets... Boimler uh, gets caught. Uh, and, and this introduced some, some, some cool... Uh, uh, transporter malfunction <laughs> and another type of transporter malfunction which is always fun where he was sort of partially re-energized re-transport re what is the word it's re-something re-initialized no there is a word he was like not quite fully transported so uh if you're unfamiliar with transporter technology it makes a, a high pitch <laughs> uh, uh, sound when it happens for the most part uh which you know how do you transport somewhere sneakily if it's always going to make that sound hmm. anyways uh so he was like partially transported and was like making that sound and then like uh, couldn't like interact with anything he was kind of like a ghost actually he even sort of looked like a ghost uh that was the one with the crazy quote-unquote dog as well veritas this is thrown in alien prison oh yeah yeah alien prison that was that was good did a lot of uh star trek six the undiscovered country feel to that one obviously uh crisis point oh yeah we got a holodeck episodes to, 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 to prepare yeah that one was kind of cool an introduced something they don't always talk about where if you recreate say if i recreated in a holodeck the town that i'm currently in including all of its citizens um <laughs> you know what this has the sort of a, a real world nowadays implication of uh uh, what's it called? Uh, deep fakes. Yeah, I just listened to a podcast actually. Uh, you know, I've spoken of it before. Uh, Girls on porn, and they spoke of uh, a little bit of deep fakes and how that's sort of coming more and more into fruition. So, meaning, if I recreate this town that I'm currently living in, including all of its citizens, would they have a sort of right to be upset by that? Especially if I did things to them, perhaps sexual things, in this uh, uh, recreation. Hmm, you know, it's some interesting thought processes 
coming there. And uh, last but not least, no small parts. Uh, it reveals the crew. Mariner, oh, yeah. So uh, the crew finally learns that uh, Mariner is the captain's daughter. <gasps> what? Mariner's the captain's daughter? Oh, my God. Uh, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> Was that the one with, oh, yeah, Will Riker's there. Deanna Troy's there. So apparently Will and Deanna are going to be in every single... <coughs> Were they ever in Deep Space Nine? <laughs> I know the Enterprise was. I know Picard was, but I don't know if Will Riker and Deanna specifically was because they were obviously in Voyager, obviously in Next Generation. Now they're in this. Interesting, interesting. Maybe we'll get a little baby. <laughs> I don't know how the timeline works out in uh, Enterprise. No, I guess the, the we, we we could have like some relatives of them. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. And uh, wasn't it the Packlids are the bad guys in that one? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, it is Packlids. That is a, a a choice that only this show could make. That the big bads of the final episode of the season one is Packlids. If you're under familiar with Packlids, they're like the idiots of the galaxy. Uh, and, and I mean that quite literally, that they are just very, very dumb. Like, they, as a species, are dumb. That is their, their, their overriding characteristic, is that they are dumb. Uh, so I, I, I'm glad that they picked pick them, and, and I hope that we see more Packlids as bad guys, as the big bad. They actually were kind of badass, just because of, uh, like, their dumb brains making these weird illogical leaps that end up creating powerful ships is sort of how you could look at it um pack lids uh, uh okay so let me push a third and final button i do believe yes which one this one looks good <laughs> charlie charlie bit me Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is WFeed. Oh God. <clears throat> Today's internet intercourse sponsor is WC Fields brand pineapple juice. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first, we've got uh, Angry Turtle and Mitzi colon Fallout Loot Crate Unboxing. What do those words mean? I know what some of them mean, but what do they mean in that order? Uh, okay, so Angry Turtle and Mitzi are uh, YouTubers, I suppose we would say. Gamers, Twitchers, many words could be used to describe them, um, who uh, play, I, I suppose, specifically Fallout 76, which uh, in last episode I spoke of. Uh, and my issue has persisted uh, with it crashing uh, repeatedly. So let's not get into that or else I'll get angry again. Uh, anyways, uh, so with my playing of Fallout 76, uh, I've been watching a lot of Fallout 76 content. Sweet, sweet tent on uh, YouTube. Uh, and uh, when you do so, 
you're going to see these two pop up a fair amount. And uh, uh, that's a good thing because they are a delight. And somehow, some way, uh, seemingly, they are uh, a couple. I don't know if they're married or just dating or whatever, but uh, they put out this video. It's funny because uh, like I'd seen a bunch of Angry Turtle videos and I'd seen a bunch of Mitzi videos. And then suddenly I see a video with both of them together. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then they uh, unboxed a loot crate, which... I'm positive I must have mentioned uh, back in the day, it must have been maybe even a couple of years ago now, I used to do a loot crate where every month you would get this little box with a bunch of uh, knickknacks and shirts and all, all sorts of cool nerdy stuff. A lot of it had, uh, you know, and I'm looking at it in my room right now and I do have a lot of Fallout stuff that came in those crates, in those crates but uh, now they have like specific fallout ones or i guess they've had it for a while now where you can uh, once a month get a box full of fallout goodies and they got one and they opened it uh, so i wanted to see that because i've always been curious about that and then it was just uh, fun to see these two uh, do it together and sort of uh, flirting with one another it was a kiss at the end oh my very very risque in a Fallout Loot Crate unboxing. Plus, the, the loot uh, looked kind of cool. The only reason I really stopped, it wasn't so much... Like, the main reason I stopped. Maybe there was a few. Uh, but the main one was that they went from one sort of model to, uh, of Loot Crate to one where every single month you would get a t-shirt in the box, which would detract from the other stuff, just in terms of a, a sort of monetary value. And I don't, like, I wear, I never wear t-shirts, uh, like, ever, basically. So, uh, although the t-shirts were cool, and I've got a bunch of them now, I, I, I never wear them. So, uh, it just didn't make sense from that perspective. Um, anyways, not here to talk about loot crate, or as the missus used to call it, loot-a-crate. Loot-a-crate. Um, we're here to talk about things like Hats Off Entertainment. Oh, what is Hats Off Entertainment? Uh, it is a YouTube channel. Whoops. Oh, shit. I somehow, someway, um, when I click on what should be... Yeah, you know what? Let me pause this and find the right one. Okay, I'm back. Somehow my links uh, got screwed up. If you've ever wondered, my show notes basically uh, consist of maybe a link uh, to whatever I'm talking about. Here, for example, it was to the YouTube channel Hats Off Entertainment. Oh, interesting. Uh, I haven't. I feel like I haven't subscribed to a new YouTube channel in a while. Like, but I have two in this episode, so. That's, you know, a thing. So I mention it. Oh, God. Uh, anyways, uh, Hats Off Entertainment. Uh, this, this, I assume it's just one guy. At least uh, all the videos I've watched, it's been the same. A uh, guy talking. Uh, doing some, some, some cool things over here. Um, one of which is something called Forgotten Failures. Where he'll take sort of a, a, a movie, a seemingly bad movies, and uh, talk about it and see sort of how it came to pass, uh, what happened, why it didn't uh, probably come to fruition the way the creators hoped it would. 
Uh, so for example, Adam's family reunion, that one, that, that was my in actually. And I find that happens a lot on, uh, new YouTube channels that I subscribe to. I find one video, uh, watch it. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Then I go and sort of, uh, to the channel and maybe I'll add a few more to my weekly playlist. And if I like them enough, which I have in this case, uh, I'll subscribe to the channel. That's how I decide if I'm going to subscribe to a channel. So, uh, that's one of the things he does. He also does uh, almost cult classics. Uh, there was some good one with uh, Rodney Dangerfield where he talked about Back to School, which made me want to watch that movie, which I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, uh, or uh, uh, something else that he's doing is sort of uh, looking at revisiting uh, classic uh, comedy in the form of things like Abbott and Costello Meet the Monsters. That was a very good one I would recommend. Uh, did a, a, a one about uh, W.C. Fields, which my grandfather was a huge W.C. Fields fan. Uh, so I've always had sort of a soft spot in my heart for him. And uh, things like that, uh, W.C. Fields, Abbott and Costello, uh, Three Stooges maybe to a lesser degree. Uh, some of it doesn't hold up, uh, which, you know, makes sense. It's a very, very different time. So some of the... The comedy of that time is not going to be funny to today's modern audience. However, a lot of it, a lot of it does hold up. And I, I think it's important that we, if not look at it from a comedic perspective for the purposes of watching something funny, look at it from the perspective of watching what funny used to be like to see how it has uh, changed and evolved to what it is now. So it's important to see where we've come from. And uh, that includes in the world of comedy. So uh, I I'm glad there's people today still doing stuff like that, including hats off entertainment. You know what I will say? My hats off to you. Oh my God. That is such a bad, I mean, such a good joke. <sighs> Kill me now. Uh, okay, uh, last but not least, Questing Beasts. Oh, similarly, which is always a word I have difficulty with, uh, saw one of these videos in my uh, fairly uh, common search for, you know, just D&D content on YouTube because uh, I enjoy D&D and I enjoy YouTube. So why not combine them? Huh? Uh, similar to uh, Hats Off Entertainment and then uh, in that I found a video, watched it, enjoyed it, then added a bunch to a playlist, watched a bunch of them on this channel and realized, yes, I like these. I will subscribe. Uh, and uh, they're both, you know, these are both uh, YouTube channels with uh, around 50,000, 40,000 subscribers. So they're not huge YouTube channels. No doubt going to get the big bump from my talk here. The LibroCube bump. Oh my god. <laughs> from my 10. From my listener. <laughs> so uh, what uh, happens here are things like reviews of uh, and talks of and general j just D&D of uh, resources such as uh, a Neverland D&D fantasy setting review. Uh, that one was a good one. Fungi of the Far Realms. That was a cool one. Uh, basically, this guy, which what the hell's his name? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, community. Does he have an about? About. 
uh, 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 contact me. RPGs. What is his name? I cannot find it. Uh, anyways, this guy over at Questing Beast, let's call him Questing Beast. Uh, we'll, we'll take these things and, you know, set them down and we'll go through them page by page necessarily, but he'll throw like a, a for example, an overhead camera on and flip through the pages of one of these adventures, sort of, um, talk about it, uh, review it, say what he likes, what he doesn't like. And, uh, he does something that, uh, I personally look for in YouTube content, uh, especially ones that I'm going to subscribe to and uh, watch on a regular basis, s especially in these times. Uh, he's got sort of a very calming demeanor. Uh, uh, he, he's just throwing out uh, facts. He's, he's not getting too excited about it. <laughs> he's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's chill. It's uh, I don't want to say it's, you know, uh, turn your turn your mind off and watch these because uh, he, he is throwing out some some cool in info and tidbits if you like me are someone who's interested in D D and rhyming things for some reason ye then you will like this i predict is my prediction um i think that is it for now before i lose my mind further uh anything else from you no you're good okay well i guess that leaves the final thing to say which is it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and i do not mean but you can like us on facebook you can follow jordan underscore maywood on twitter you can subscribe and comment on itunes Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper